we have been playing the Pathfinder 2e system uh, for 100 episodes now, a little over 100 episodes. Uh, and uh, I think it's a good time to kind of, I wouldn't say review the system, but definitely like compare and contrast uh some of the other like systems that you guys have had i would love to hear from jackson and chance both who have had uh, extensive depth in in one e and just kind of how it stacks up and as we get into kind of these later levels like do we still like it <laughs> also ronnie and silas have been uh warped into the shadow planes so. strictly because of uh helvetica Helvetica and Kavin and the Christmas spirit. Isn't Ronnie gone, yeah. like traveling? I think he's on the road or something right now. I think Ronnie is is on his way to see family. Silas is still home, but he got he got yoinked. He did get yoinked. So technical difficulties are prohibiting him, but it, you're just stuck with the three of us for for this week. But but to answer your question, Zach, I personally. I think now that 2E has a lot more source material, I I would say if I were to, you know, scratch the podcast and everything, if I was going to do a home group, what system would I use? I would use 2E. I think I'm right. the Huge. only the only thing holding me back is the APs that I want to run are all in 1E. I think uh yeah, a Patreon hero uh, Joseph in the discords asked for like, what are some good adventures and APs to run? And all the ones that come to mind are like one E and then all the ones that I want to run are also one E, but saw, so, you know, saying I do also really want to play Kingmaker and that is coming to two E. Right. So, but that was um, a one E, <laughs> that was a one E AP. They're just porting it to next yeah, gen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If they could, right. if I could port all of my favorite adventure paths from 1E, then there would be no question in my mind. I'd never play 1E again. Right. Um, but no, I, I I really do love 2E. I love um, I love how they handle multi-classing. Um, I, Joni just multi-classed in Starfinder, which still felt like uh, a, a 1E multi-class where you basically just add over the the BAB and the, and the saves and everything. But I just love how they handle the archetypes and the feat system in, in 2E is just way simpler. It's, um, it's really just kind of tick some boxes. Um, and it, it feels quicker and simpler in my mind. While still coming from a 5E noob back I still I feel like it's like that's kind of my roots right it's like oh I started playing 5e but I've played so much more Pathfinder now just than ever I've played 5e I've played like probably 20 or 30 sessions of 5e um all together but uh I feel like 2e the jump from 2e from 5e is very like especially like you mentioned chance like all the new source material that they've they've brought you know they've created especially this just this year even um has made tailoring characters one instance comes to my mind like when i was building sarah just tailoring her um and building a like level eight character i think from scratch right like i didn't really get to level it up like like urkel where i slowly am like kind of puzzle piecing this character together as they get stronger 
it, it felt very like digestible still, you know, to, to build her. But I also had so many different options. And it's it's so crazy how you can they've given so much emphasis on kind of the explanation of feats and um, how you can you can create your character's personality and then all of the feats kind of going up to that point, you can build around the personality, you know? And we've done that many times with, um, you know, I wish Ronnie was here to talk kind of about Calarius transformation, right? And how she's kind of taken feats and changed feats based on kind of going from this revenge driven, uh, you know, character to a, a more like focused, uh, strategic, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of character. And I just love it. I just freaking love it. I've I've never played a game where I feel like there was so much agency to change um, as you continue to play uh, without kind of kicking yourself in the knee, right? Like with yeah. the multi class system, kind of like you mentioned. Well, and I think you said something good. Is is that's exactly? I I fully agree with you. Whenever I think of like like one building a character i can if i have a very specific idea of a character in my head i feel like i mean just because the hours we put into the system and and being familiar with it i feel like i can craft a character to be exactly with that image in my head through the use of um how many options there are in just the class feats right and then how many options there are in multi-classing as well Um, and then also like with Urkel, I remember like Urkel's gone through a lot of kind of transformations since the beginning and even, even saying like, you know, what do you want out of this? And you're like, oh, well, I want to be nimbly bimbly kind of guy. And I'm like, oh, what about look at panache? Like look at archetype, um, in swashbuckler, they just added that recently and, and that worked out for you. And then now we're seeing more of a more heavy hitter bruiser right but it's very easy to be like okay well maybe do we multi-class and fighter or do we pick up this rogue subclass you change that and there's a lot of options to create that very specific type of character in your head where i don't feel like that even exists in 5e i I think 5e is just it's just well you're a rogue so you have these like three options and that's kind of it right you know it's from my perspective i will say there's a lot of good stuff that has just come out with like tasha's cauldron and and uh, i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that can speak better to 5e new things but just just pure and simple like how quickly how new 2e is and how much they've been able to just like shovel out where i feel like 5e has been around for what like 10 years maybe yeah well now we're getting uh 5.5 right right got 5.5 on the way uh which is very exciting but it just feels like you know that tasha's for example is a lot of like kind of this extra you know stuff to go along with your characters to make them a little bit more unique it came out eight nine years after the original game came out and i feel like paisa's done a really good job releasing so Mm. much like year two year one and two to give new players kind of this like you know playground to to build the characters from jackson how is the spellcaster side of things with character creation because i feel like you are the you are the only one out of the bunch that kind of knows that i think i like the three action system um i know that i like it more overall in like 90 percent of the situations right but with a spellcaster it often feels 
not different at all. It feels like you right. have a move action and then you have like your spell. cast your spell action. Right, right. Um, so it kind of does, it, it doesn't feel that different and it can kind of be like, I kind of want to do more in a turn sometimes, but that's, I think that I ex experienced that in 1E too. It's just like, you want to, you want to set up things to, to work together. Um, and it's like, you always need more time or more actions per turn. Um, but, uh, I, th I do like the multiple, uh, what, what traditions. Yeah. That's what they're called. Uh -huh. Um, arcane, divine, occult, and primal. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I think that's really cool. I, I like how it's split that way rather than like this class's spell list, which is how it was done in yeah. 1E. Like there would be a druid spell cast list or a sorcerer one, which was the exact same as the wizard one. It'd be like wizard sorcerer spell list, right? So some of them overlapped, some of them were different, but I do think it's cooler to have um, it feels like lore is not the right word, but it, it feels like a, a something that you can tap into character wise, right? Like, yeah, like these group of people understand the primal. Like, this kind of mat. It's like a characterization. Yes. So if you find tomes, it's like, oh, this is going to be like a, a darker kind of magic and a cult, you know, a cult mm -hmm. magic. And it just kind of it's a nice like generalization from what I can right. see. And I like that. I just like the way that kind of comes out of the mouth, you know. Right. And it, it, it can show up in the world as such. Right. Right. Like these these forces that are against us are of primal magic. And that already suggests like a lot of things. Right. Right. When I think primal magic, I don't think of something that's um, like innately evil. Right. If it's right. like I might think that it's angry and that's why it's going after me but i wouldn't say that i you know i would jump to the conclusion of whatever's happening here is evil so or to come across angry. some like primal magic that's trying to harm us you know what i mean right um so i i really like that part of it um but i am i am like always waiting for more source material that has right. just been that's just the biggest thing for me between 1e and 2e and um, obviously I'm a player, so I'm less like itching for the adventure paths, right? Right, I just don't, right. But I like the, the amount of class options was uh, kick ass. Like there was, yeah. there were, I, I agree with Chance when he says like, if I want to, if I can visualize a character, I can build it pretty well within um, 2E pretty easily. But in um, 1E, it was like you had that plus things you had never thought of before. Right. Like um, you'd get some druid that would be like a totem spirit bear druid. And it would like come with these own like flavors or right. there was like uh, one of my favorite was the drunken fist monk archetype. Yeah. Like that were just like these very kind of specific uh, they they had made so much source material so that they started moving on to like really specific 
cool things. Um, but yeah, overall, the magic is, I think, really good. Uh, I think character options are really good and it's just going to slowly get better. But right. I will agree that they did crank out like the um, the advanced player's guide pretty quick. And that advanced one I player's think is, guide. Right. is really big. Um, right. It's but for us because the ones that were like uh, Guns and Gears and what's whatever the ultimate magic, I, what, what is it called, Chance? It's not uh, called ultimate magic anymore. Uh, oh, Secrets of Secrets, Secrets of Magic. Magic. Yeah. And the, then like, the Grand Bazaar came out like right after that, I think. Guns and Gears and Secrets of Magic feel pretty strictly um, for the classes that are introduced. Yeah, right. They, they Like if I go in there and look at like wizard options per se, they're going to like, or spells. Like if I'm going into Secret Magic and looking for spells, most of them are going to be like Magus leaning. Like you right. can tell that it's just like, oh, that spell's not, I don't even need like a scroll of that spell type of type of yeah. thing. Right. Um, but the advanced player's guide, I think was, was really good. It did give options to everybody. And yeah. I like the archetypes a lot. I, I'm a huge fan. I like, I like, I feel like, you know, just springboarding off of, off of the, like, you know, the real, um, detailed you know like way the drunken fist and like the you you can really tailor a character around like one little feat like that right like that's mm -hmm. a personality uh of a character which is, is kind of fun we play we play pathfinder we play dnd our very own unique way like i think our table is going to look different from other people's tables and it, we have theatrics uh, i would say we're less over the top than a lot of people. And this allows people to play very over the top characters that are just kind of wacky and fun, um, but also can be very, like there's versatility behind it too, where it can be very like, like a weight, you know, like uh, Critical Role's uh, Not the Brave was an alcoholic and she was an alcoholic because she said her, it was like her shield, you know, like she would get drunk before fighting because she was like a little goblin and needed courage and, so it's got versatility behind it. Um, I, going a similar direction, was reading through Guns and Gears. I believe it was Guns and Gears. And then a little bit of the Grand Bazaar. And I'm always, always blown away by the writer's ability to make such unique items. Um, like there'll be, there was a, I think it's a revolver or something in, in Guns and Gears that is a cursed revolver that has this like, freaking three paragraph lore behind it and i was like you can make an entire like arc of a campaign around this item like and that's just awesome i just love that there's a book full of full of items that characters can just like explore and get to the bottom of it and figure it out as like the story goes on and that kind of plays into my like i mean similar like what you said jackson about how like i really like when things happen to the characters and it's not just kind of the broad story um it just seems to be there's more buy-in from your players, you know, as from a DM perspective, it's like, oh, the, it's happening to them versus kind of the the plot. Um, but I love that. I love that we're getting more and more like weapons and lore behind like weird items and stuff. I just think that's cool. I something I do hope they they flesh out a little bit more, and I really like how they've done it. Is the the ancestry feats and the yeah uh, the the different yeah. heritages i really like them um and they're they're much better than i would say how they handled 
races back in one e right but because because it, it's it felt like races in one e like just by choosing the race you got like a it was more of like a foundational thing like it's like you you choose it and it gives you you know your your different visions your different movement speed your different ability buffs and then here's like three or so different bonuses right like dwarves are are better at um they get like a a, a bonus to crafting or they have the uh um stone 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 cunning stone cunning where yeah. they can like see traps better uh if they're in in stone and stuff um and then later in 1e they made that modular to where it's like okay here's like eight or nine different abilities and you get three and you know and you can kind of swap them out um but i like how in, in but basically you were basically done once once you did your race thing you were locked in and you never revisited it whereas in 2e every two or three levels you're getting a new ancestral feat and i i like that a lot more uh because it does kind of make your character um reinvest in their ancestry and you feel a little bit more unique like not only am i a rogue i'm a half orc rogue right? right and i and i have orc ferocity or these different war paints and stuff but the only critique right now there doesn't there's not enough source material for them um because it feels like at least for elves you're like oh elf step duh like, right oh like like there are like obvious choices that are just better mm-hmm and so you take them um and maybe that's just how we play uh but I'll, some it's like some of them feel flavor and some of them are feel op right and there's not a great balance especially like in goblins too like there are some really fun ones that are like funny for like frizz to take and there are some where like okay this will actually be helpful right <laughs> you know so um it is it that is very good and a little disappointing at the same time so but i i'm not worried i definitely prefer this thing i'm just looking forward to more more and more options as the system like ages yeah uh and i i i think i've i've talked to y'all about it before i don't know if i've ever talked about it on air but i maybe my only complaint with 2e Okay, well, I guess as a final way of comparing it to 1E, I would play 1E again with only people that have played 1E. Like, that would be fun. That would be fun because I I would want to go deep on 1E. I wouldn't want to, like, teaching somebody 1E is a pain. I will say Mm -hmm. that. Teaching somebody 1E is a pain um, because it is so crunchy. But that that can be the best sometimes. So... um, but the only issue that I have with 2e is I rarely feel good picking a skill feed. Like, yeah, there's, so skill there's like suck. there's they ancestry suck. feats. Ancestry feats, they're great. Class feats, they're great. very cool. Right, we we love those. We, we love, love class feats. <laughs> but when it comes to like skill feats and general feats, which kind of overlap, yeah, it feels. It feels weird. It only feels like there are, are a few general feats that are valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that come to mind are toughness. Which toughness, is right. That's exactly AP. what I thought of. Um, incredible initiative, which mm-hmm. obviously gives you better initiative. Um, fleet, fleet something, which gives you an extra five movement speed. 
And by then feet. you're like, yeah, it might just be feet, fleet. Um, but then by then you're like level thirteen, right? And there's really not like what's the other one? Like one's like. Uh, I can I can look I can search the room faster. I took right. that and it was yeah, like oh yeah. it was expeditious search or whatever and it's like oh very cool like we can just like get in get out if we're like under pressure and it's like that's just not how we play. <laughs> well, and that that might partially be my fault. I feel like I feel like two things that I feel strong about. I feel like we do, or at least I run the uh, combats fairly well we always forget things here and there but i, I feel like they they run relatively smoothly mm -hmm. yeah and then i feel like downtime i feel like the our table does downtime very well right uh, i agree i give you guys plenty of time to, to retrain and it also it goes with doing a show like we want to have a lot of rp and then we want to do some kind of world building stuff with like um the breach and things like that right right but but I feel like I do a bad job of the exploration phase, which is the phase in between the two. And it's like in a in a dungeon or the Mwangi, there's a lot of these like hard set rules of like, okay, if they're moving, then they can, then they can move this many hours, or if they move at half speed, then they can detect magic or they can stealth. Or I I find myself not even bothering with that kind of stuff, and because it just it doesn't for at least. It's either just because we're doing a show or because one, I don't, or for two, I don't like it. Um, but because of that, it does make those feats like Expeditious Retreat or, or Expeditious Search or the ones that like let you like hustle or move faster or it makes all of those basically not worth it. So maybe in right. some other table where they do use that exploration phase a lot more, they are valuable, but for at least us, they're not valuable whatsoever. Right. But even then, it still feels like um, like a good amount of them are niche. It, I don't know if I could pick like a full set of skill feats and then them come in handy often. Right. right. Like all of them come in handy often. There are some like it, since it scales off of whatever your best skills are, there are some that I think are better like acrobatics um they have catfall quick squeeze balance crawl like all of these different things that you could potentially be doing often and it would be right. helpful right. but even those like how often do we crawl and need to crawl quickly or right. something tough or <laughs> yeah so pit toughness <laughs> it so it it feels it feels a little bit like too many of them are niche um yeah. and it they they less feel like something that um gives you a new option or mm -hmm. like even improves qual consistent quality of life like a plus right. one to attack type yeah. of idea um yeah. not not saying and that I that's wanna, what i want but yeah i want to go back and look at I don't even remember, were they just called feats in in one e? Yeah, because you had class class feats were called class features. Mm -hmm. So I think you just got feats every odd level. But I want to say the feats were good, and, I, and I'm gonna pull in them out now. In one e, I yeah, say that I I liked them a lot. There, a lot there of was good value feats. There were some issues with it. For example, there was like a feat called power attack, and there's another feat called like weapon specialization. And one of them makes it 
you do more damage and one of them makes it easier for you to hit and it feels like you have to always take those yeah, like if you're ever playing a melee character it feels like you always have to take those at levels like one and, and two or whatever your first your first feats and then it yeah. then it felt like uh it feels like a while until you actually get to get to exciting feats but then a bunch of them um were really interesting there were characters that i did that uh revolved around critical feats and it was all about making it easier to hit crits and then you get uh status debuffs on enemies on crits or different things like that they bleed or building a crit character is very that's such a cool concept like right. aiming towards am, crits right and mm -hmm. that is sad that you can't really build a crit character in 2e at least i haven't seen it yet right because of the way they've done crits mm -hmm. because in in 1e natural 20 was a crit right? Right. You, and, but you had crit ranges and yeah, certain you could weapons increase the crit range. could crit on a 19 or could crit on an 18 and you could build a crit build where like i think the highest you could go was 16 or 15. that is wicked 25 percent crit, crit chance but you had to confirm it was the thing is that even though you crit you still had to roll again and confirm it so um, define confirm crit is that just roll the hit again yeah yeah so, and you so just have you, to hit again which was yeah, yeah you which just have annoying. to hit them normally okay it wasn't um, like roll a 20 again or something no, no no okay no yeah so if you if you if you say say your crit range was 16 to 20 you're doing a crit character you would land a, a 17 okay that's a crit. Then it then the DM would say confirm it. Then say you roll a 15 plus your modifier. Okay, I rolled a 30 to attack. Right. Okay. That hits their AC. So that is a confirmed crit. Okay. So, so then you do the double damage and stuff. But and if you failed the confirm, it was still a normal hit. Like you still okay. like automatically hit. Right. Know? Which is useful in situations where the enemy has such a high AC that yeah. like you needed a not 20 to hit in this situation. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Like if you're like, if, yeah, exactly. If, if, you know, for 2 it's like if your guys are going to get someone that has a 35 AC, even like you could only hit that on like a, a 19 to 20 or something. Like you had a very low attack bonus. But, but if your if crit you just, window is 15, like, yeah, if you, you could hit a 15, get a 16, boom, you ought to hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You could, you could guarantee damage. Yeah. So that's, that's, I really yeah, that's did good. like that's that. Good. Um, but again, I do like the, the two E like system of, mm. of like critical fail, fail, success, critical success. Right. Like right. As well. It would be interesting if, if, if I were to do it in two E, cause I, I like how in two E natural twenties, especially when we're talking about like Christmas and other things, the way we do it, we, <laughs> we can real. make, we can make natural twenties extra special. And then you can still crit if you do the 10 above type of thing. Right, or, right. Or if they roll 10 below your DC, right? It might, it's like a critical failure. Right. It would be interesting if you did a, like a melee character and the way that they would buff your crits is if you did eight above rather than 10 above. Right, kind of like a finesse, mm -hmm. but for, yeah, 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 for AC or something. Um, I, I, I like, Okay, so this is one thing that I th I've thought about. I think it's very neat about the plus 10, minus 10, like crit fail, crit success. 
um, like 10 above AC being a crit is it makes your characters like we've talked about in the past kind of how like your characters eventually as you level become more godlike than you know humanoids like you're just like way too strong you're way stronger than the average like person walking around or creature walking around for sure um, but it what it does is is it allows it allows a uh um oh shoot what's his name it allows a um like a lictor to come walking into the the breach hill tavern the wizard's grace and smack frizzy gig and just double damage like he doesn't even have to roll a 20 he's just right. doing way more damage to this low level character and it kind of adds this like this variety of like oh if there's a some a creature that is like five or six levels higher than your party they're gonna kill you fast like by themselves because they just right. crit every time you know um, yeah i like yeah. that a that's lot. pretty cool yeah i like the detaching like like it, it allows and this is this is weird this is like a power thing i guess <laughs> but like like a townsperson to a level eight hero is like nothing you know like it is just dust so uh, it, it lets it, your it lets your proficiency bonuses make you do more damage. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So like, like if level your proficiency one, bonuses like outweigh somebody's by a large margin, you're going to deal more damage. It's just right. like it's not only you'll just be easier hitting them easier. It's like you. It will just do, do more damage, right? Which makes sense. Right. Like what you're listening to. Catch the extended version of this pre-pod on the Basically More podcast by supporting us at any tier on our Patreon, where you can access all previous Patreon pre-pods, early access to the Bangarang Gang, and weekly extended pre-pods. Enjoy this benefit and more over at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. 